0: For Your Reconsideration is proudly part of the Flickering Myth Podcast
1: Network. Hello and welcome to For Your Reconsideration, a film podcast which features high-quality cinema chit-chat covering movies you either heard stack the place out or didn't make a solitary bean, mate, to see if they were never near as bad as first suggested. And we have a lot of jolly fun doing so, let me tell you. I'm Rob and it's Simon and James. How you doing, boys? <laughs> that was a good one. That
2: was my favourite one, so
1: <laughs> was it? <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, I'm you know, uh salutations. I'm glad to see you both. How are you? Very
2: well, thank you. Wonderful, mate. Wonderful. It's so hot, isn't it? Oh. Good.
0: Yes. I'm sweating cobs.
1: I think it's probably worth pointing out that this is um. I think the recording day for this episode is the hottest day on record in the UK of all time, I believe. Yes,
0: this is true.
2: I think it's got to 39 in London. I've been in my uh, air-conditioned uh, little dark room all day, so it's been great. But the air con oh, is, is automated to go off any moment now, so if I suddenly <laughs> stop talking
0: within, like, <laughs> half an hour, you'll you'll know why, because I've passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm appreciating the benefits of recording in separate rooms here, so that I can fully Porky Pig it while recording. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you do you have any pants on, James? Has everyone just just took their pants off for this? Is it is it like the inside of the rhino in Ace Ventura when nature calls? <laughs>
3: warm, warm.
0: <laughs> My scrotum has become one with me.
1: <laughs> you see. You know, this is a real hazard. At this, time. you know, these are the real risks we run this time of year. We're not
0: cut out for this, us pasty bastards. I oh, know. Like. <laughs> uh, have you,
1: have you, uh, chaps, been watching anything decent this week?
0: Oh, I did actually. I caught up with the Dick Cheney movie Vice, which is decent, oh, to be fair. Cool, uh, cool. It has a great performance from a big fat Christian Bale. Which is <laughs> which is good, and despite the uh, slightly depressing subject matter, um, it's it's really good. it's really funny. I mean, I enjoyed it. I just wish that Adam McKay would go back to making Will Ferrell comedies. To be honest, but yeah, no, it's good. I, I think it's worth a watch. Adam cool. McKay's cool.
2: great, isn't he? Like, yeah, it's he's good. Yeah, yeah, very much. This in the Big Short. I love the Big Short. I, I know a lot of people yeah. who didn't like the Big Short. They got they got a bit angry by it, but I thought it was yeah. nice.
1: I'm sorry um, did you did you say the Big Show? The Big Short. Not, so not, not the, the se- wrestler. Not- right, right. Well, <laughs> we
2: haven't had a wrestling reference for a few weeks. I'm glad we brought it well, back. I'm glad we, we one
1: <laughs> yeah, well, now. Um, when you said he made the big show, I thought, like, <laughs> blinking, eh? Big show made himself. Looks quite, looks quite good for that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can honestly say I've not watched anything uh, this week at all. Um, but I, I may or may not have a fight in November, so I've started the little like the little work up to training. And I have to say that the Rocky Four soundtrack has been the the primo cut in the gym to the, get the get things builder. moving. Now, I usually used to skip when it got to living in America because as I don't live in America, I found it hard to relate to. (laughs) Um, Quite quite realistic. But then I got to thinking about it, and this is obviously, you know, while I'm working, like, blimey, like, wasn't that an amazing moment in a film where the actual, like, a musician playing himself appeared in a film. Yeah. and being completely lost at the
2: time. He had no idea. Uh, yeah, big one.
1: so I, I was thinking like I got to thinking about all these different examples of when musicians appeared in films. And then I got to think about no, not as themselves, because obviously you've got loads of musicians that act as well. But like I get into thinking about musicians that just appear as themselves and don't really know what they're doing. A lot like James Brown. And then the flip side of movie, you know, actors who appear in stuff in the music world and they don't really know what they're doing either and uh, guys do you have what are your favourite examples of this like movie music crossovers oh I've got a good one have you what have
0: you got yeah I was racking my brain about this to be honest this afternoon because I couldn't uh, nothing came to mind and then I started I had a quick think and uh, there's some good ones so like in Wayne's world there's Alice Cooper's in there oh that, yeah that's a really yeah, that's good awesome. one Millie Walker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Millie <laughs> Wacke <laughs> does this yeah, guy yeah. know how to party or what <laughs> yes. yeah. Uh, but my favorite is uh, probably one of the shorter ones is uh, Bruce Springsteen giving Rob Gordon life advice in high fidelity. <laughs>
1: That's superb. Yeah, that is superb.
0: So Rob Gordon's just lying on his bed being a moany little bitch as usual and then um, complaining about why women keep breaking up with him and the boss jake. just lends some credence <laughs> to the idea of meeting up with his exes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed that while doing a crisp little uh, blues riff in the studio. It's lovely. Nice,
2: nice, man, nice. Man, I re-watched uh, High Fidelity not long ago. It's a fucking
1: great film. Oh, it? man, I need to get back in. I need to see that again.
0: Yeah, I want to watch it because it used to be one of my favourites, but I'm worried that it might... Be problematic in 2019, or is it more just that he's a massive dick and the and he needs to grow up?
2: No, I think yeah, I think like it, it's not problematic in the sense of it being it. Maybe it is, I don't know. But when I watched it again with my with my girlfriend, we were both like, he's not, he's a bit of a knob. This guy isn't he? Yeah, well, I think he's likable because he's John that's Cusack,
0: but like, yeah, he's he is a yeah. dick.
2: But John Cusack in there. What's the one with the where he holds the the boombox above his head? Oh, um,
0: oh, oh say what's anything? That one called? Say anything, yeah. With yeah. Peter Gabriel blasting out of the yeah, boom yeah. Box. yeah. <laughs> it's a
2: great film. Character is an absolute dick. But I don't know. Is it John Cusack? Oh. I don't is know. Shtick? He's
1: a bit of a dick and gross, point blank as well. There might be a lot of movies that we revere from that period that, when we look back, the characters might not bear up the yeah. way we you know we felt they did. But it's
2: good that the films do because. Because High Fidelity certainly does. Yeah, His film is still yeah, great, that's wicked, even though he's a bit wicked. of a knob in it. <laughs> I, I I really struggled with this. I struggle with this one, actually. The uh, the Wiz does that count? Actually, they don't play themselves. Michael Jackson's the scarecrow in The Wiz. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I've got two what jumped out. Wicked. Rihanna in This Is The End. Oh, that's a good one! yeah, yeah. Yes, that is really because good. That's a really and, and good Michael one. Michael Cera tries it on with her. I think he touches her, yeah, her he does. And then
1: she punches him. In the face <laughs> Michael Cera
0: is so funny in the first twenty minutes of that he, movie. He's, he's so the best good.
1: bit about that movie. I think yeah. I mean, the movies the movies okay, but he is. Superb. I
0: love that movie. There's so many. It's good really funny. It. He yeah. got
1: to go. Yeah, yeah, he got to go. <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's another. Good, there's another good
0: music cameo in that one where they're playing themselves. Uh, so, spoilers for this is the end. If you haven't seen it, the guys going up to heaven wow. and the backstreet boys the backstreet are in heaven boys. and they do yes, backstreet's they back there. in heaven like now Richard we're ends. talking oh, and then yeah, seth rogan's like
2: really uncomfortable doing the dance moves but he pulls it off love you Seth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the other that. second
2: one sorry to drag this out. the second one was uh david bowie and uh david bowie in uh, bowie <laughs> in, uh zoolander <laughs> when he's oh, judging, yeah, that's he's a good judging one He's judging the, uh, really the, the, the the catwalk between Hansel and uh, Ben Stiller's
0: characters. Uh, <laughs> <So>, Zoolander. <laughs> Zoolander. <Hey, so laughs> going character, uh, the
3: title uh, character. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: those, are, those are really, really good examples. I, I was thinking a little bit about this. Um, I really like Reba McIntyre at the end of Little Rascals. Um, Niche. <laughs> Yeah, Reva McIntyre sang the national anthem um, at WrestleMania six, I think, and I remember thinking, like, who is this lady? You know, like, um, uh, so that wasn't a swoon swing moment for me uh, at a young age. It was just more, <laughs> yeah. this is very interesting. Um, but no, I'm I'm going to go. With, I'm going to go on the other side of the fence. Actually, it's interesting that you guys have gone with musicians. In movies. I'm going to go with movies in the music world. So there was a song called Blame It by Jamie Foxx. It was released in 2009. And the music video... This is the most um, Rob
2: Parker thing. <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry. Right. The music video opens unbelievably right. And if you've not seen this... It's brilliant. YouTube. It's one of the, the funniest of things I've ever seen. Right. it's a, you know, And it says at the start, you know, like the bass line starts swirling. There's a car rolling up to the outside of a club. T-Pain starts crooning in gorgeous auto-tune. The titles <laughs> say it's a Hype Williams video as a Rolls-Royce pulls up outside the club. And hang on a minute. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal driving? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, it is. He's in a fedora. Marvellous. Wait, who's that in the passenger seat? Is that Forest Whitaker? Yes. Yes, it is. It's Forrest Whitaker. Okay, this is kind of weird. I'm, I'm going along with this because it's fascinating. And then, in the back seat, as the camera stays still um, and <laughs> the people in the back move into frame, making full eye contact with the camera, just as a streetlight bounces off his glorious dome, sits none other than Academy Award winner Ron Howard. <laughs> what a bossy! next oh to him is Jamie Foxx, it's Jamie Foxx's song, and then suddenly they're in some R&B club and Ron Howard's on the Hennessy, and Samuel L. Jackson's <laughs> flaunting smoking rules and blowing, blowing big gusts of white smoke in people's faces wow. Morris Chestnut is chatting to Ron Howard. How have I not uh, seen this? How have
0: it's I, amazing honestly, Simon, honestly We
1: are going to have to, this is and he looks, I mean I don't know whether he's having the time of his life or the worst time of his life I don't know which way it goes. There's some Many sports stars in this video as well, but we're talking movie stars here. But like, literally half the NBA roster is in this club as well, <laughs> <laughs> and this is five minutes of absolute madness. This video that I want to wallow in forever. So um, I can't yeah, tell if it's a parody be... or
0: not. I mean, was Jamie Foxx no, just going through his rolodex, and those are the few fe- fe- <laughs> <laughs>
1: people, or did he send out like
0: a rolodex? What year is it? Group text. <laughs> <laughs> Group text, and they were the first four who responded. Like, well,
1: <laughs> oh, Ron why? Howard, no I shit, mean, there we go. <laughs> he wa- I don't even know. Has he worked with Ron Howard? No, I don't. No, why is why is he in the car? <laughs> why is he driving Jamie Foxx to the club? I can I get, get the Jake
0: Gyllenhaal it. one because they were both in Jarhead together.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he's that. worked
0: with Forrest Whitaker or not. Well, no, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's the most random thing right. ever.
1: It, it really, I have to
0: seek really this out. So, we, can you
2: please post right. a link to this on the uh, on the Oh yeah, I will yeah. Link yeah. it. So I will. And
1: I, I won't just link it. I will swear by it. Oh, <laughs> it's super. unbelievable. All oh, right. So enough of that. Whose movie was it this week?
2: <laughs> it's my pick this week, Rob. Uh, and uh, oh my, uh, this week we are taking a ride on the Pork Chop Express with a fine mulleted Kurt Russell as we venture underneath the streets of San Francisco in John Carpenter's exquisitely fun romp, Big Trouble in Little China.
1: This is Jack Burton in the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. It's a pretty amazing planet
0: we live on here, and a man would have to be some kind of fool to think we're all alone in this universe.
3: There is a hidden world where ancient evil weaves a modern mystery. What's going on here? Is this some kind of... Magic. The darkest magic. They call it Little China.
1: Finally, we shall bring the order out of chaos.
3: It's where Big Trouble was waiting for Jack Burton.
0: Who? Jack Burton. Me. Jack? Jack?
3: They told him to go to hell. He make one move. And that's just where he's going.
0: Somebody, I don't care who, tell me what is going on.
1: Si, when you mentioned this, the, the oh, I don't know, every part of me was screaming with excitement. So uh, delighted from this guy here. Uh, why did you pick it?
2: Yeah, I think, I, just to echo that, I think it's become quite clear that nostalgia plays a big part when we're sort of deciding the flicks for this pod. I don't think that was the intention. It's just kind of as it sort of happened. But this film is like the epitome of that for me. Uh, me and my brother, whose birthday it is today, actually, uh, when we recorded. Oh, happy so birthday, my man. Happy birthday, Dan. We had a VHS recording of this, recorded off the telly as well, with ad breaks and everything. C- uh, can I just check, was it was it Nana's house? Uh, it was, it was. It was. <laughs> of, course it was. Nana, of course it was. Of course it was. Of course it was. Not for, every,
1: for children. <laughs> Here we go. Nana's got it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, my cousin, who's 10 years older than us, uh, he introduced it to me and my brother, at my nana's house, obviously. Of course, where else would it be? Where else would it be? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the VHS we had where we just could not stop watching it. So it was just always on repeat, always on a constant
1: loop. Oh, it's so cool. And I've
2: just brought it from my childhood into adulthood. And it just brings me as much joy now as it did back then. And I'm disgusted it qualifies, to be honest. But nevertheless, it <laughs> I mean, does. Well, yeah.
1: It, it does. It does. So, um Yeah. Those reasons for picking it are so pure. I absolutely love it. Oh, you know thanks, when, when. So, what age were you? What age were you when you? Oh, <laughs> what age were you at the time? We
2: we we've actually got it on. Um, we we've got these like birthday videos where my you know my mum and dad would film our birthdays. Up, all our birthday parties, like one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until we were about six or seven. Um, and on one of those tapes is my cousin with his mate. Uh, laying on the floor you know heads in you know chins in hands uh, just watching this watching Big Trouble at China in the background and that was like when I was about two three <laughs> so really honestly oh ridiculous. my god because
1: that is this is not appropriate so uh, it's PG but uh, <laughs> it's not it's a 15 is it it's a PG isn't it it's a 15 The no, an bomber bomb it's, it's it. 15 man
2: uh, anyway anyway um, <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't. Obviously, I wasn't paying attention when I was that age. But that's the sort of from then on, you know. I, yeah, it was.
1: I think it's the earliest film I remember watching. To be honest, seriously, that is amazing. Um, yeah, James, what's your history with the movie? Um, I just
0: quite like it. <laughs> like that's it. Like, yeah, I can't really. But I mean, talk about coming on after the Lord Mayor's show. That was such a lovely story. So I just, just quite like it. Saw it. Like, yeah, it's good. <laughs> like, I've got nothing to add. On
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, for my part I think um, I only watched it at uni- uh, at university actually when uh, you were talking about it wow. so I think they had a copy of it do you remember that our film university library had; you could rent videos from it or you could just borrow it it was brilliant
2: box. because only we could rent them it was them so as well, good wasn't it because we were on a film club yeah. it was amazing
1: that was right. It was Ace, and it was in there. So, um, yeah, t- took it home. Uh, really enjoyed it. In the, it gave me that you know, like um, the aesthetic made me feel like um, Gremlins because Gremlins would be my yes. equivalent of that. You know, the the feel and touch of it. Not that like, you can touch or feel any of it, but you know <laughs> what I mean.
0: Yeah, no, it, it does <laughs> have that. I don't I, exactly I, what you
2: mean, mate.
1: No, I don't think it's not an Amblin movie, is it? But it has that feel to it. It does definitely, definitely, absolutely. Oh, so good. So. It qualifies then, in which case, how does it qualify? Is it boys? Is it box office? Or is it critical reception? How does it get over the line here?
0: As with a lot of John Carpenter stuff, it's on the old box office metric. So John Carpenter's a weird one, you know, like outside of the original Halloween, he's never really had like a massive hit. Mm. Like his movies have performed okay and stuff like that. Yeah, his style is probably the most aped, and he must be one of the most remade filmmakers. Oh God, yeah, going, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. So the way that this qualifies is that it was released in the summer of 1986, and it cost around 20 to 25 million dollars, and only recouped 11 million at the box oh, office. Wow! Oof.
1: So it, it went
0: up against some quite big hitters. I found like a a poster. Online of what it was up against at this particular cinema at the time. Um, so at this particular cinema on this day, you could go and see one of the following. So Big Trouble in Little China, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Karate Kid Part 2, Oh, sheesh. Labyrinth. Labyrinth? <sighs> or, if you, were, if you didn't fancy any of that, you could go and see Fisher Stevens sporting brownface in Short Circuit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not... Like, what a... Like what a <laughs> week for cinema! You've got you know, you've got your <laughs>
1: pick Slaps. of it's absolute Have belters said... in there. Cult Cinema Central, because like
2: all, like, it was one of those what was um touted because the Golden Child was the same year, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 But then I also read that uh, a- Aliens came out two weeks after. Yeah, and oh, and all Twentieth Century Fox because because this is Twentieth Century Fox as well. It is, yeah, it is, yeah. All their marketing was go- was all towards Aliens. Uh, yeah. So they put nothing into this film. They didn't promote it at all. That's so sad. Because it all went to Aliens, because that was their big, massive summer release. Um, yeah. 86 was the year I was born, so it was quite fitting that this is my favourite film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so,
1: just so we know, because I think this is the first time that one of us has, ha- has got our actual favourite film of all time on the pod. Is this your favourite film of all time?
2: Whenever anyone asks me that question, I never... I can never pick one film. I always have three, mm. but this is of the three. Absolutely brilliant. Always, it's always in there. So yeah, it's it's in. It's one of my favorite films of all time. Without question, oh, I love Absolutely it. Absolutely love it. I
1: love it. I love it. It's just a very personal list. It is. It, this is, is, a very, it is. It's a very personal. If you episode. slag it
2: off, lads, I
1: will come. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking
0: me ball and I'm going home. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> uh, so we know that it tanked budgetary wise um did it actually does do you have any um figures james it's all about um like legacy home home vhs box uh dvd anything like that no
0: no it's just it's sort of a cult movie isn't it so i assume once it it got around to video all
2: over isn't
1: it like john
0: carpenter Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. sort of filmmaker Exactly, yeah. like, I mean, The Thing tanked as well, didn't it? And then it was a classic, it did, yeah. like, 10 years after yeah. the fact. it. it that, this seems to happen a lot of the time with his films, to be honest, particularly in that yeah, yeah, late that 70s, way. early 80s, generally during the 80s. So we had The Thing, The Fog, and this in that, in that, and they've all gone on to be regarded as, like, classic 80s movies. Yeah,
2: yeah. And they live as well, so they, they live. Oh, they live um, yeah, as well, yeah. Live, yeah. Yeah, They Live came after this. Because that was, eight, uh, 80, 80, yeah. 88, 89? 80, yeah. And then Prince of the Prince of Darkness was the year after this. And yeah, they're all cult massive cult films, but So it's
1: like ahead of his time in a way. I yes, think very was. much
2: so, yeah. Definitely, yeah?
1: definitely. Gorgeous. See, we're uncovering nuggets of, you know, we are making epiphanies on the on the pod <laughs> here all the way through. So what about then in which case how was it received by the movie going public and the critics?
2: It's quite interesting. Rotten Tomatoes has it at seventy nine percent, which is quite, which is a high one, um, and then eighty two for audience. But Metacritic's where it's quite telling, so Metacritic is more judged on reviews of the time, whereas Rotten mm. Tomatoes takes up reviews from across the, you know, all of all time. So it takes in all mm. reviews. Someone could review it last week, and it would count towards a Rotten Tomatoes score. Metacritic is fifty three out of a hundred. <sighs> So that was like at the time. And there's one I want to pull out from the Washington Post, which gave it one, 1. 1.5 stars. This was from a critic called Rita Kemply. Sorry, is that 1.5 out of 5? 1.5 out of 5. Um, this was at the time of release. So 4th of July, 1986. There's big trouble in Little China, all right, as Kurt Russell wrestles his way through this kung fu comedy adventure. It might have been a Raiders of the Lost Walk, slightly racist, <laughs> but said: it's a bad marriage of martial arts and action spoofery, bungled by director John Carpenter and a working from the world's worst screenplay. I, I, oh my God, where do we start with that? Rob, you said uh, John Carpenter is a filmmaker ahead of his time, and I think that review proves that. Because yeah, people I obviously mean, didn't get it. I don't, you know, the professional critics at the time didn't
1: get what was what on. was going on. <laughs> literally, funny. one of my one of my notes for later on is how good is this script?
0: I mean, so I think it's really
1: good. I, I'm just like, I don't understand where that. Is. I literally cannot understand where that's coming from. I mean, at the, all.
2: The story behind the screenplay is great though, because it was. Based on an original screenplay by two first-time screenwriters oh, nice. called Gary Goldman and David Weinstein, who I think it's the only film they've they've been credited as writing. Really, but it was supposed to be a western set in the eighteen eighties, and uh, Jack Burton was supposed to rock up to old-timey San Francisco on a horse, and then they had all this uh. Chinese sorcery business going on, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then it was picked up by. I guess Fox, and then they got um, W.D. Richter to hire on to rewrite it, and he modernised it and just turned it into a modern-day San Francisco and nice. by God what a job he did
0: <laughs> yeah excellent I, what I like about the fact that it used to be a western is despite the it moving a hundred years into the, fu- the future to the present day the <laughs> plot remained exactly the same like in the <laughs> in the film he loses his truck in the, in the the um, and spends the whole movie trying to get it back in the western version he lost his horse and spent the whole lost movie trying to get that
3: back
2: <laughs> <laughs> honestly like I, I you know as I've mentioned I've seen this film more than any film I've ever seen I never <laughs> I never knew this. I never knew this. That's part of so good. That it was a western. It's, it's amazing.
0: Uh, <laughs> so, S- Simon, this is a good juncture for me to bring in the quiz. Oh yes, oh, i have yeah. got a quiz for ages. Yes. <laughs> yeah. can we, have we got a this. jingle for that? No. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, can we afford one? I don't think we can afford
1: one. Quiz. <laughs> so right
0: <laughs> yeah we go uh, best of three so uh, Rob you're up against it here because Simon knows a lot about big t- yeah, I trouble well, <laughs> I, I,
1: I I actually don't think this is indicative of form because remember when we did the quiz on hard target and I was the guy who'd seen it <laughs> 8 million times this is so very true like, yeah. absolutely wipe the floor you. So.
0: <laughs> okay you do your worst so uh, question number one the, this is just whoever answers it first gets the point. Okay? Oh, okay. oh God. The okay. Three Storms Great were fun. partly the inspiration for a popular character in which Ooh, video this. game series? I
2: know this. I know this. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Sub-Zero.
0: Yes, but what's the character? Uh, Raiden. Raiden. It has to be Raiden. It has <laughs> yes. to be Raiden.
1: That's the one I was trying to fish out my head and I only found the frozen dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One nil to Simon.
2: I don't know if this is going to infringe on the future questions, but um, Lo Pan was also the inspiration for Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. Oh, Oh, wow. Video game
1: trivia for you.
0: There's no more Mortal Kombat themed questions in the case. Okay,
1: good. Can I just add, I have a Mortal Kombat themed anecdote later (laughs) on. (laughs)
2: Save it. Sit on that one. <laughs> I- I'll
1: blame it like Jamie Fox did with Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> What's he blaming? It, Jamie. You know it. what? I don't know. I don't know. He's blaming you know the fact that he has to hang out with Ron Howard. In an he's R&B trying to Super get a job.
2: Club. He's trying to get his next
1: <laughs> his next gig. He Just... is. He is after he's an trying Academy to schmooze Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Howard, come on! I've got some grey goose. Get it down in there.
0: <laughs> come on, Opie, get on it.
1: <laughs> Sorry, James.
0: Okay, question number two. So, although Kurt Russell was John Carpenter's only choice for the lead role, who did the studio suggest casting in his place?
1: Oh. Uh, Jackie Chan. No, no, not no, in his No, that was
0: Wang Chi. That was that Wang, was Wang. That was Wang. Uh, uh, oh, God. Um, uh, Steven
1: Seagal. <laughs> you wish. Imagine.
2: imagine. <laughs> I should um. know this. I don't know this. Like It's not like Burt oh, Reynolds Randy. or something, is it? Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs>
0: so there, there were two choices. There were two choices. Okay. One's quite obvious. So one was Clint Eastwood. Okay, so he's uh, in his very yeah, much yeah. every which way but loose phase at that stage, isn't he? So no this way would be yeah, yeah.
1: quite Eastwood No, 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 no.
0: And the other one, which was a real left field option for me, Jack Nicholson. What? Wow! I mean, I'd have loved wow. it for the mullet and the vest alone. That would have been superb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jack Nicholson I mean, how... would have had the most fun with this. Obviously, <laughs> he would. Yeah, he would have had a lot of weird, fun. Still weird, isn't it? <laughs> That's very odd.
1: That is, uh, yeah. When I think about it, it feels quite unhygienic. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. I can All
2: I'm picturing is the Shining Jack Nicholson with his sweaty head yeah, yeah.
0: and his greasy <laughs> hair. He'd <laughs> have to put a wig on, wouldn't he? There'd have to be some wig work. <laughs> Running through San Francisco <laughs> in his cardigan. <laughs> <Danny>! <laughs> <Dave! Bob Ann! laughs> okay, final question. So it's one nil to Simon as we go into the final question. Isn't
1: it 2 nil? No, oh, it's 1-0. Oh, no, no, so sorry, no? sorry, 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 sorry. Okay,
0: so whoever gets closest with the number gets the point. What is the body count for this film? oh 36 17 Simon takes the point the body count is as astounding 46 for this say
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, and you watched this when you were two. <laughs>
0: Cause I don't find this to be an especially bloody movie. It's like not. there's a lot of fighting going on, but I assume people will just get beaten up, not murdered. <laughs> I mean, there,
1: there are a few knives in the head. There was an yeah, Uzi out a... at one point. Oh, oh yeah. The Uzi, Uzi the the factor factor. sprays a lot.
2: of pe- Yeah. We'll get to it, but the, there is a scene what, yeah, where most yeah. of the body count probably comes from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that scene. Ooh, ooh. Uh, well, I, thank you, James. Um, enjoy the quiz. Um, how does anyone want to talk about how this film opens
0: yeah great cuz i i have a little bit of trivia on that so this is a pickup scene
1: oh which scene the one in the office yeah yeah, yeah
0: because they, there's been a lot of meddling with this movie so much so that after this one, John Carpenter didn't make a um, a studio movie again, I don't think. Really? He must have for maybe uh, Escape from L.A., but he didn't after. These next two movies were all independent ones, so uh, They Live and Prince of Darkness are both independent f- movies rather than working within the studio system because he just couldn't hack the interference. Yeah, yeah. So they would said that Jack Burton wasn't coming across as heroic enough sort of missing the entire point of the film. Yes, which is why it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and asked for a uh, sort of a cold open scene, which is uh, yeah. eggs. Uh, is it eggs or egg? Egg Shen. Egg Xian. yeah. Uh, it's basically setting up the world and talking about this mythical figure of Jack Burton and then doing a bit of sorcery and freaking everybody out.
1: Yeah. But do, do you know who he's talking to? What actor-wise? This was one of two things that I was just in awe of when this film opened, and is I had from remembered. Ghostbusters. No, no, it's um, Jerry Hardin who plays Deep Throat in X Files season one. You know, he's, <laughs> oh, his informant. Oh yes,
2: uh, he is, and you're currently watching yeah. X Files.
1: <laughs> I am. I've got two episodes left in season one, <laughs> so this is uh, this was so good hearing his little his twee little voice. The other thing I really liked was I thought the scene was actually really beautifully shot and really well lit. Yeah, uh, but a lot of that was down to these bad boys. Now, what people can't see at home is what I'm holding up on the podcast to these boys is Banker's Lights. (laughs) All right. I love Banker's Lights. I've always loved Banker's Lights since... seven when Morgan Freeman would go to the library and research Dante and he'd be sat in the library with all these green lights and I remembered them also from you know when anyone in a Hanna Barbera or Warner Brothers cartoon got overcharged for something and Bugs Bunny would turn into a banker (laughs) and he would you know and there'd be a receipt flying everywhere he'd have a banker's light so for the absolute most obscure reasons ever this scene was a massive hit for me yeah
2: (laughs) you can tell it is an afterthought but I, I think it works to be honest. Yeah it's I good, like yeah. it. I do. Yeah, I really totally, like the, yeah, the, totally. the sort of build up to it because you're then set to go, Oh, I'm being introduced to this massive hero and then what transpires yeah. is not the <laughs> case. But yeah. um mm, mm. No, I really like it. I think it really does set the scene.
0: Yeah. No, I just like the idea that um Carpenter was dragged back to the set to shoot a scene that he didn't want really to <laughs> shoot and then he got <laughs> back <laughs> in the editing room and went, Oh it's actually it's pretty good this yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Oh I'm glad we <laughs> <you're> put <pulling laughs> them bankers <laughs> lights in. Yeah. Nice one Dean Cundy. By the way, we should shout out Dean Cundey who shot the movie. So he first started working with it it
1: Dean Carpenter
0: oh, on uh, awesome. Halloween and then he didn't really have much of a career after that. You know, he just shot loads of Carpenter movies, the Back to the Future trilogy, uh, Jurassic Park and yeah. <laughs> countless yeah. other yeah. credits.
1: What an average, average a, career that man yeah. has had. Yeah. <laughs> Must try
0: harder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and, and then after this, we, we dive straight in with... Awesome eighties music, oh yeah, synth and and big drums flying everywhere, and I, I've literally written again in my notes. I'm bowled over with how mega this is. The
2: intro music wise is John Carpenter, because uh, this is you know John Carpenter's music. It's all quite well known that he do, he pl- he does his own scores to his own films. Yeah. Mm, mm. This one is a is an absolute belter. You just got a big truck yeah. coming over a. A little hill. Yeah. And then it's a...
1: Yeah.
2: Getting <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this <there's laughs> lovely <bass>. So good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fucking brilliant. I'm like, I, I, I'm, a... I'm so jazzed at this point.
0: Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's really good. And then we're back to another relic of the 80s, a CB radio.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 A neighbour of mine used to be really into CBing, as they called it, back in the 90s, and it was the most <laughs> boring thing ever. He's just like, you know, so what do you do? Oh, we'll just get on the radio and see who else is in area.
2: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, the uh, British truck drivers on CB radios are looking for... Something quite specific to <laughs> to find uh, uh, on laybys of motorways. And uh, is this?
1: Am I going to portray my innocence here when I ask what this is? That you're not asking about where's a nice place to go for a poo, are you? <laughs> <laughs> that might be involved. But... I mean,
2: there's no Chinese sorcery in the north of England. All they've got to settle with is. Uh... <laughs> It's dogging. I'm talking about dogging,
1: obviously. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, dear. Right, thank you. <laughs> we got there in the end, eh? Right?
0: I don't think that's what my neighbour was using it for because he was doing it in his kitchen, so... <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you, to, you want to cheat you? You've got to be a truck
1: driver. Oh, yeah, no. I don't well, know so that, he if was that's a good static CB, CB etiquette radio. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, 'cause because it's like being um, it's like being a radio host in a way, isn't it, to a select group of people or whoever might be tuning in. Is that right? Oh well, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's like you're this
2: faceless personality. You can be whoever you want to be, which I think is a great setup to Jack Burton and himself. Yeah, like he's you know, I love his bullshittery over this and his over the top ham radio. Oh, chat. yeah. And we're just immediately into him as a character. Like, we know he's a gobshite. Yeah, now. definitely. We just, we just yeah. know he's talking. Yeah. And he's quotes. And he's,
1: yeah. oh. oh, it's so good. And he's, he's wearing sunglasses, you know, a particularly bold and unsafe choice at night, uh, while eating a massive footlong <laughs> while, he's, while he's chatting away. And I'm thinking, and he calls himself Jack Burton. And that's the first time you hear the character name. And I'm thinking, oh, it's a good name. It is a it's good guy. Yeah, no, yeah. but that it, it, is he's got name. about
2: three like amazing lines in this? One of which is like really good.
1: Like I told my last wife,
2: I says, "Honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the
1: reflexes." Bow, bow, <laughs> bow, 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 bow.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kurt Russell is so good in this movie. He is. He so really good. is. He, really he is so a,
1: good. He, I'm a, I'm, I am there's a point because obviously he goes from there to the markets in Chinatown, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and spends the whole night gambling away and having beer and being a generally charming dude. And during that, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, like, my God, there's no wonder you were a massive movie star. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a straight man with three kids, but I'm thinking, sheesh.
0: Goldie Horn's <laughs> a lucky woman. <laughs>
1: it's quite sad,
2: like with with Kurt Russell, because he didn't want to take this film on. Because, well, according to the the, the old trivia pages, is he didn't want to take this film on because. Uh, he'd just come off a string of flops.
0: Yeah. I think two of yeah. them were Carpenter movies, weren't they?
2: Yeah. <laughs> what the- oh. uh, he said to Carpenter, like, "Oh, you know, I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a box office bomb." And he, and Carpenter was like, nah, fuck that. I, I want to work with you, mate." So then they made it. I just can't imagine anyone else doing this No, no. As, well, we discussed a couple no, of possibilities
1: no earlier, night. I don't
0: think they Yeah, that I can't
1: think of a single soul. I, there's, But there's no one else. I mean, as we'll talk about going through, but there's no one else who brings that sort of self-deprecation to this role that he does. Yeah. You know,
2: he pulls it off so well. He's this machismo, gobshite-talking American, you know, yeah. thinking he's buddy Billy Big Bollocks. Yeah. But he's yeah. just... He's in way over, yeah, <laughs> way over his
1: head, yeah, way over his head. I love it. And this is like the, this, this scene where he's gambling away with Wang, who's the character that we meet there, who's an old buddy, it seems, old gambling buddy of Jack Burton's. And they, th- this is like the first time I realised that the script is zinging. Yeah, it's great. It's really It's good. like line after line. It's great. It's really great. And no one's playing it dead serious. You know, like a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about... Um, Steven Seagal obviously thought James your immortal line he was making The Godfather, <laughs> but I mean like Kurt Russell doesn't think that here. No. And everyone's having a really good time, they delivering are. these they know great what lines. Well,
0: they kind of, I mean they know that they're making a crazy
1: movie because there's so many
0: genres going on in this particular. Film, yeah, yeah, yeah right?
1: absolutely. And
0: they're just going with it. They're just all having a lovely old time. On on the subject of Kurt Russell, so do you know what role he turned down to do? Uh, to do Jack Burton.
2: Oh no, no! I know this. No, it no, was. Uh, it's quite an I mean, iconic one. Highlander, wasn't it? It was.
0: He would have been oh, the sheesh. Highlander, Connor MacLeod. Yeah. Seriously,
2: but again, I can't imagine anyone else being Connor
1: MacLeod outside Christopher Lambert. Yeah, the French Scotsman. <laughs> 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 uh, hang on. Is that does he? Is that how he prefers his name to be pronounced? Well, I assume
0: he's French, isn't he? Christopher Lambert.
1: What's your favourite film of all time? It might be a sophisticated classic, a childhood favourite or an enjoyable pile of trash you just can't help but watch over and over again. The Pick of the Flicks podcast, hosted by me, Tom Beasley, is all about celebrating people's favourite movies in whatever form they take. Each week I interview a different guest about their chosen favourite, whether I agree with their choice or think they're as mad as one of Tom Hardy's accents. So tune in to Pick of the Flicks every week on the Flickering Myth Podcast Network and subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Maybe your favourite film will be next. Right, so, yeah, he meets Wang. I mean, it's a big day in Wang's life. He's picking up the girl he's going to marry at the airport, but he spent it all night rather unwisely boozing it up with Kurt Russell at a livestock market and has lost over $1,000 in the process. So, great start to marital bliss from Wang here.
2: I have I've seen this film so many times and I still don't know what game they're playing. He's just got a bowl with some chopsticks and then he just, and I have no idea what he's wearing. But then Wang Chi, because uh, he's lost all his money, he's like, right, I'm going to double or nothing. I'm going to chop this bottle in half. Yes. He tries to slice this bottle, but it, the reflexes, you know, go back to this, it's all the reflexes. Jack Burton catches the bottle. Yeah. And then this sets off the chain of events as uh, Egg Shen says at the start of the movie. All these stories start off with something small. Yeah. And him catching the bottle and losing that bet, sorry, uh, Jack Burton catching the bottle and winning that bet is the small thing what
1: starts this story off. Yes. And yeah, yeah. boy,
2: does it take a
1: ramp up from this point. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're suddenly, um, we're, at, <laughs> we're we're taking a truck to the airport from nowhere.
0: After I've um, consumed 18 beers of Chinese yeah, lager yeah. the night before, yeah. <laughs> 18
2: I bottles just, of it's Chinese lager of Sing Tao. Just yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And they get to the airport and he sees Kim Cattrall from uh, Sex in the City. He does there,
2: complete with uh, green contact lenses, which he, oh uh, yes. becomes clear later on. Why oh bright, yes, bright oh, green yes. eyes.
1: Um, and she is the um, one of the elements of um, interest for an extremely unsubtle set of. Chinese gangsters at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> and this rem- reminds me of that like you know um it was the 80s you know you can you know just but when they swan in with their their sunglasses and their you know black jackets and that guy um, with the with the white glasses and the light yeah, drive
2: which i thought was a good touch to be honest because it's like, I, yeah. you know we're going to take that
1: make it our own yeah make it our own yeah turn it
2: make it our own i thought yeah, that, was, yeah. that was quite good and Probably conscious as well. Yes. but yeah, it's quite. For me, that's iconic. I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. so. But iconic,
1: they're all, they all—they all look. It all looks so iconic. But again, Burton is brilliant in this, and it's just like he's in jeans and cowboy boots and a jacket. What are those boots? Those boots they're are incredible. incredible. <laughs> Honestly, the last time I saw any like that, they were on Errol Flynn. <laughs> yeah, <They're> unbelievable. <laughs> so uh, they try to grab
2: the girl who Kim Cattrall is picking up. Yes. yes, and Jack Burton steps in trying to be the big man. <laughs> this is so great because it's a really good callback to Sticks from Out for Justice. <laughs> so you've got, but it, but it probably suits. It suits the narrative. Yeah, it a bit sits more, it,
0: it makes more sense in this world than in the middle of
1: Brooklyn. Right, that is enough. <laughs> Jack
0: Burton's
2: trying to be like Mister Big Man, and then this guy. Cracks out like his little butterfly knife, and then he gets yeah, his little yeah. stick out, and he's just like, Oh, God, what's going on? And <laughs> he, he just gets uh-huh. made to be a fool.
1: Not for the first time. <laughs>
2: uh, in all the ruckus, they leave Gracie Law's friend and then take Miao Yin, who's Wang Chi's fiance, who's just got off the plane yes. from Hong Kong as well. And again, this is the, a, a further step up on the escalation of madness we're about to embark
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they run down to the they end up down at the, the parking lot. It is I mean already I'm thinking that Kim Catrell is playing a blinder here. With the way she's Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, she yeah. is brilliant. Because she's properly tongue in cheek with the earnestness of the role. Yeah. And um, and she's doing like a whole um well, she's sending up the damsel in distress role massively. Yeah, isn't she, she is,
0: and she's got a shitload of exposition to get through. Like,
1: she really has. Yeah, yeah. And nearly
0: all of her scenes are explaining what's going on. Like, <laughs> like but she does it really well. With like, um, you know, she's got good chemistry with Kurt Russell, and yeah, yeah, she, it's really good because it could be quite a one-note character,
1: definitely. And and she could be um, if she didn't play it because because she plays it with a straight face. Yeah. All the time it it comes off beautifully.
0: Yeah, it's great. They've got a, it's a really good dynamic that but yeah, she is a bit yeah. of an exposition machine, but she makes it work. But it's good cause she like she's the brains, isn't she? And she's immune to his
2: charms and yeah. she's just not interested in that. She's just like
0: Unlike us three. Yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> who have been who have swooned already over his gorgeous mullet. <laughs> we wanna go dogging <laughs> with
1: Jack Burton <laughs> <laughs> CBS <is> up, Jack. <laughs> Pork Chop Express. Oh. <laughs> I think that's the rudest thing I've ever said on the podcast. <laughs> sorry. So uh, they they make they make it <laughs> they make it down to a uh, the parking area for the airport uh, and um... <laughs> sorry because I know I'm thinking about like. When You know, moments later, they're going, right, we're going to, you know, he says the best line. I think the the first time I realised, like, I'm enjoying the script at this point, then I think the script is taking a point, a turn for being absolutely amazing. When he says, you know, again, excuse the French, son of a bitch must pay. That is a great, great, great line. line.
2: This bit is where they're in the car park and he sees Gracie Law again. Yeah. And uh, he goes... Where did they go? And she's like, "Oh, that way." And he, goes, he turns around and goes,
1: "Um, call the cops." And they're like, they're like <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." The way it he says, "Call yeah, the I'm cops," coming. like honestly, every
2: single line Kurt Russell delivers is just perfect. Yeah, it
1: is. It really is. John
2: Carpenter must have just been. Sat in his director's chair, just be like, Yes, yes, you are getting this Print character. It. <laughs> like, you are getting yeah. it. He just totally gets every single line yeah, he He gives. must be loving every and, minute of it. Something as simple as that. Uh,
1: call the cops. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, I, uh, and then um, they use um, the probably least subtle getaway. Well pursuit vehicle of all time in that it's it's the Porkchop Express <laughs> <expresses> in a massive <laughs> truck that's chasing people into yeah. Chinatown yeah. And, and they
0: pull off a real street and onto a soundstage <laughs> yeah they
1: do yeah, they I love do. that part yeah, yeah, so yeah. much where
0: it's it like, like so this isn't so like a good. real street Like,
2: turn right now. And then he he goes, Where, where, where are you going? Now. And then he skids in. And then he goes, Because they're down the the freeway and everything. And before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he he just slowly pulls in. And he's like, Oh, yeah, now we're in the studio for the rest of the movie.
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, and then um, the, he's navigating this truck through some of the narrowest streets ever. I I, um, I drive a van um, because of the kids, and like I wouldn't dream of going down these streets. He goes <laughs> down in this massive lorry. <laughs> There's just no chance. And they get stuck, and suddenly a big ruckus kicks off. Yeah, it all goes off, and he's it? like, it's like. Green
0: Street hooligans, in
1: it down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. It started off by he looks out the window and he talks to a lady who's uh, like she's got a, she's a, a, a duck. duck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's horrendous, isn't it? Absolutely awful. And then she goes inside, like oh, big, you know, big whoop. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, but like, and I love how you know these people appear, and there's obviously like some sort of it's like a ideology war that's going on, essentially. Yeah. They're rather helpfully a la the likes of John Carter. They've got different coloured headbands so we know who's a goodie and who's yes. a baddie. Yeah, yeah.
2: So it's a funeral procession, is it? What they what they walk in on. Mm, mm. And um it's the it's the Shang Sing. Yeah. The so they're doing the funeral procession. Mm. The, the bad guys called the Wing Kong then arrive. But yeah, this standoff's wicked, it and is it's ace. basically like you see faces, who's like a who's who of action cinema. Henchmen. Oh yeah, yeah, mate. You know the the big one being Al Young, um, who you'll recognise as the guy who gets distracted by a crunch bar in Die Hard. <laughs>
1: yes, <right> yeah. Say, <laughs> <laughs> si, can I just talk about these guys for a minute, right? Because so much of my um early love of cinema comes from the movies these guys have been in. Mm. So there's four big boys in this scene from you know background and you know anytime there's an oriental flavor to an action movie from the 80s and 90s these guys are in it so i'm going to do my best here but i just want to compose the image of just how many people these four people have worked with and they're not in this movie for any more than 90 seconds right so gerald okamura is the first guy I'm going to go with. He was in Showdown, Little Tokyo, Rapid Fire, Hot Shots Part Deux, Mortal Kombat, Blade, G.I. Joe, Rise of the Cobra, which means he worked with Brandon Lee, Dolph Lundgren, Charlie Sheen, Wesley Snipes, and The Rock. Right. <laughs> That's him. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do the other guys, but I'm not going to repeat stars because this is a who's who of everyone who's worked in Hollywood (laughs) in an action movie sense for the next, you know, like seriously, Al Leong, Magnum P.I., Lethal Weapon Action Jackson, Die Hard, Black Rain, Showdown Little Tokyo, Death Warrant, Rapid Fire, Hot Shots Part 2, Last Action Hero, Beverly Hills Cop 3, Godzilla 24. That means he's worked with, with Tom Selleck, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Carl Weathers, Bruce Willis, Michael Douglas, Jean-Claude Van Damme, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Matthew Broderick and Kiefer Sutherland. Jeff Imada. Matthew
0: Broderick getting a exactly. name checking in action.
1: Jeff Imada is then, I mean, he's Jeff Imada's in it quite a bit here, so I'm not going to repeat the, the same movies, but Rambo 2, Night Rider, TJ Hooker, The A-Team, <laughs> They Live, Hard to Kill, Hard to Kill. Point <laughs> Break, Rising Sun, The Crow, Lethal Weapon for little Nicky. He's worked with Stallone, Hasselhoff, Shatner, Mr. T, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Steven Seagal, Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, Sean Connery, and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. And then <laughs> well we've known got the action
0: big... star Adam Sandler.
1: <laughs> then we've got the big boy in all this, and he's uncredited in this. This is Kari Hirayuku Tagawa, who was in. Um, well, you will know him mainly as. Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. Is he in this? I did not know he was in he this. He is. Twins, Miami Vice, Licence to Kill, Showdown Little Tokyo. I have to say not because he's the main villain. Baywatch, Mortal Kombat, obviously main villain. The Phantom, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Pearl Harbor, Planet of the Apes, Heroes, Hatchie a Dog's tail, forty-seven Rowan, The Man in the High Castle, and then he rounded it off by voicing Shansung again in the Mortal Kombat eleven video game. That means he rounds this off with Danny DeVito, Don Johnson, Timothy Dalton, Pamela Anderson, Bridget Wilson Sampras, Billy Zane, Melissa Joan Hart, Ben Affleck, Josh Hartnett, Kate Beckinsale, Mark Wahlberg, Helena Bonham Carter, Hayden Panettiere, Richard Gere, and DJ Qualls, along with all the other (laughs) (laughs) names, along with all the other names I've mentioned. Now, this is in this scene. I think this is the finest array of who's who in Hollywood, you in action Hollywood, you are ever going to see. It really is. It really, really is. So you know that game, like Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. You know, whether you can say Kevin Bacon yeah, did yeah, this yeah. with this person, yeah. you can trace it back to somebody else. You can do this with these four boys. <laughs> you, can do it with, you can You can cover Hollywood with these four boys. No problem. That's no awesome. Problem. That's, That's amazing. Problem. That was amazing. Thank you for humbling. That was very good. That Thank was very you. Good. That was, was good. good. I
2: mean, that was uh, the, the old proof of the pudding of uh, the who's who of action oh, cinema. Oh, it is. Oh, but I, literally, when
1: I was seeing them, I couldn't believe it.
2: Anyway. So the, going back to the music of John Carpenter, and particularly during this scene, would one of you give me a ring and I will show you what my ringtone is?
1: <laughs> I'll do it, son. I'm so excited. I
2: hope it works.
0: Is it coming through? It's ringing, it's ringing.
1: I got it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's nice. So, so literally, whenever someone rings me, uh, I get the standoff music between
1: <laughs> uh, the Wing Kong...
3: <laughs> the <shrinks
1: thing. laughs> i love it it's you know like it could be a knock on the door by someone living in an echo chamber you know i absolutely love it the music oh, is so super. good
2: so yeah and it, so anyway it really the, so they're about really to have is. this standoff and then and, yeah. and, and meanwhile wang chi and jack are just sat in the truck going and jack burton's like us we're like what the fuck's going on uh, yeah, wang yeah. i'm so glad he's busy. here Yeah, and then when she's explaining the whole history behind it, it's like, oh, they've been fighting each other for centuries, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then they have a fight, and then surprisingly, they just start shooting each other.
1: (laughs) It it suddenly goes, you know, like Ron Burgundy a couple of episodes ago, like, well, that escalated quickly. Um, it, oh, but it's so great, and it's that lovely eighties. You know, like um, in eighties movies, you have that lovely disregard for the sanctity of life. Everyone <laughs> dies in eighties yeah. movies. Everyone's getting waxed here. I love thrown it. through windows. Yeah, There's yeah. a few
2: broken arms in it, it isn't there? It, it, there's, a, it, there's a there's a random goateed white man in there for some
1: reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, it's super. It's just super. It's so good, and then it gets broken up
2: by. You know, you think it's already a bit mental for, for Jack and Wang Chi and the little Porkchop Express. And then these there's a big puff of green smoke and three <laughs> dudes rock up and you're just like, what what now? What's going on? <laughs>
1: I remember checking, you know, when I was telling you about renting this DVD from our university, because, it, sorry, it wasn't a DVD, it was a VHS. I remember checking, you know, like, when this happened, I was like, did someone tape over this with something else? What's <laughs> happening? <here?" laughs> you know, when these guys started coming down from the heavens, like, what's going on here? It's quite a hard left turn, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Oh, it's severe. All the better for it, but yeah. Yeah, it's
0: great, yeah. So we're then introduced
2: to the three storms, who are uh, thunder, rain, and lightning, mm. and yeah, they're 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 imposing figures, aren't they? Yeah. Start shooting
0: lightning at people. <laughs>
3: I
2: mean, hilarious weaponry. Oh, hel- oh, hilarious weaponry. So, uh, Rain has got like <laughs> two little—you know those things what you you pick up little dog poo with. He's got like two, <laughs> two of those. Yeah, he but, has. But, <laughs> but like, but instead of like, it's like like T eight hundred hands. So he's just got these little like Terminator hands. <laughs>
1: He's got like T- T12 hands. <laughs> <laughs> they. They are awful. Uh, I can remember the last one because the last one is um, it looks like he gets out a couple of forks and twirls them in his palms <laughs> and starts moving forward with a couple of a bit of cutlery on his. He's got,
2: he's got like no, I wouldn't even say the forks, Rob. They're more sporks from KFC. <laughs> he
0: just had some especially hot beans on the one. <laughs> should have gone with gravy, mate. <laughs>
1: And
2: then they clean up, don't they? I mean, they back <laughs> to everyone. They clean up. Jack piles, you know, slams on the gas on the Pork Express. And uh, then they come across this tall, mysterious figure uh, who beckons them on. And he runs over him completely. And Jack's like, oh, fuck. This is Lopan. We introduced to David Lopan. Yeah. This is 20 minutes in. This is I, 20 uh, minutes in. Think into of the what we've seen by this
1: point. <laughs> I mean. I, mean, I have to be honest, when he ran over Lopan and it was a practical effect too, I was crying laughing. Oh, I, I looked, so funny, you know, and yeah. his hair flicking out like, oh, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> he went down like it... a tree.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, it's so, so good. This era and this style of movie making, you just forgive anything. I don't care if it's silly. I just don't care. I'm having too much of a good time. Well, it's
0: supposed to be silly though, isn't it? Like they're leaning exactly into it. Exactly, it like, is,
1: yeah. If you
0: hadn't seen the rest of John Carpenter's body of work, you might think that, what what's all this about? But you know that he's <laughs> yeah. made super serious and scary films before, so he knows that he's leaning into the silliness with this yeah, one, which yeah, is yeah. really, really it's, good.
1: It's, it's brilliant. It is
2: brilliant. You've got the fight going on, The the, the gang they have to escape from. Truck's long gone. Rob, you're usually the one who says stuff like this, but for me, this is the most iconic character
1: reveal of film of all time right i've just I've just put here suddenly we're in serious majestic action hero outfit territory, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so they're walking through they' they're crawling through some tunnels, and uh Jack
1: has to take off his coat and uh he, he just reveals a vest. <laughs> Uh, well it's a vest with an amazing motif on it but it's got like he's got the stonewashed jeans and those absurdly brilliant cowboy boots <laughs> and, and I just think this is it this so- is Rob it. I've got a
0: real Sophie's Choice for you here so you can only oh, pick yeah. one set of footwear Okay. are you going with Chance Boudreaux's crisp timberlands <laughs> or Jack Burton's gorgeous weird cowboy high, laced boots top laced boots <laughs> Uh, They're the gun- only shoes you can wear for the rest of your life. You've got to wear them to everything. Weddings, funerals.
1: No, it's, Tim- it's the Timberlands, because I think I might, you know, if I ever decide to walk anywhere at distance, I feel like that will cover it. I'm not sure Jack Burton's would cover that. They don't so look I'm-
0: waterproof, do they?
1: Because your calves are laced in. <laughs> your calves can't move. So, yeah, I- I'm afraid I'm going with Chance Rose Crisp Timberlands. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but like no sooner is he given this amazing outfit but and this is where i love this movie because it gives you something like what you're supposed to ex- expect from an action movie and it takes it away dead quickly um and as soon as we've given him the iconic action outfit he's he's in a kimono <laughs> oh, on the
2: phone on the phone to his insure, insurance
1: insurance yeah and so <laughs> okay. cool. don't tell
0: me it's an act of god
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant you know, and he's he's bantering with uh, with Wang as well about like, you know, and he says, like, I lost a truck. How do you think I feel? I lost a whole girl. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. These lines are brilliant.
0: And then they're waffling on about some mystical stuff in the background while oh, he's arguing yeah. with the insurance company. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is just This restaurant scene is purely exposition because you've got all that about the the uh, sorcery stuff and the old Chinese sort of history of everything and then uh, Gracie Law comes in um mm. to then set up the the next stage of events yeah and then we get her mate as well who is essentially... So Margot rocks up. Yeah, yeah. Her only lines are exposition. They're, she's purely <laughs> there for exposition. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's just to explain things really, really quickly.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, what do you mean that she's been taken to this whole house because Jessica's got green eyes and she's she's sold by this guy <laughs> to,
0: to, to Lopin's group? What
2: do you mean?
0: <laughs> what I like about that is, like, Carpenter's gone... <sighs> There's a lot of mythology here that we have to get through, <laughs> so I can't just have one person asking loads of questions, and that's the Jack Burton character. I need a second character who comes in and asks yeah. some ancillary questions on top of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so is she, like, I love how she's like ancillary exposition. <laughs> that's how. I wrote. Would you come, John Carpenter? Too, like, would you come in and do ancillary exposition on our movie, please? <laughs> There, isn't it? Like, she's just asking it the is. questions that Jack it hasn't is. So funny. Anything that they've not covered, then she can cover.
0: Yeah, at the same time, the mythology is really convoluted and, like, complicated. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't really matter because the goals remain very simple throughout. Jack yeah. wants his truck back, and, uh, and Wang wants his, uh, his girlfriend back, yeah. or his fiancé. Yeah. And that's it. And they just go, right, we need to go here now. And the two of them are like, right, let's go here then. <laughs> <And> so <sort laughs> these fellas out there just <laughs> one... Ow. One event to the next, basically, it's
1: great. Now you know the the, the topic of because, like, um, obviously, during this exposition period, you get this idea of what's going on and why they're taking these girls, and it's it wasn't called this at the time, but this is human trafficking, isn't it? it is,
0: basically, yeah.
1: Yeah. it yeah. is, and so like it's quite ahead again in a thematic sense. This is ahead of its time. Yeah, uh, human trafficking is a massive subject now in contemporary books and movies. So yeah, this thirty years back big deals absolutely well
2: Taken is regarded as one of the best action movies of all time and that's effectively a similar thing isn't it where it's just absolutely being robbed for sex
1: trafficking there was uh, quite a little bit less mysticism in Taken as I seem to remember (laughs) as I seem to recall
0: there were some (laughs) mystical uh, mysteries though in Taken though like at the end when he massacres all the people on the boat and the boat carries on driving who's driving the boat Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. A Absolutely. very scared <laughs> captain. That's who's driving. Steady ahead.
1: Could I suggest that it's the same guy that drove the boat into the harbour in Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World. You know, when the T-Rex had bitten his hand off.
0: I thought the T-Rex was driving the boat, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Screw you guys. We'll skip through the brothel. Bit. So uh,
2: Jack Burton goes into a brothel uh, to try and get Meowie in back. But then the three storms come again, and then steal Miao Yin.
1: Yeah, yep. that's that's at that point I'm thinking like the budget has gone woo right up because it's a great scene Ooh, yeah. that, loads going on loads there's some of big effects. special effects going yeah, on there, mega mega it? mega and you know
2: like you've got Kurt Russell doing a great character again like yeah. in, uh, the little oh, yeah. guy in his
1: glasses. yes yes. Henry Swanson
0: know. put some respect on his name
1: What's it Henry yeah, Swanson it's, oh, it's so oh he's so good Henry Swanson's it? the name and he's got but no he's not he's not a one note character either this guy because he's got like that little creepy dirty little side to him you know like yeah, ca- um, you know like was it um, Casha Charge got me this time. Yeah, he's a proper oh, little I feel a dirt bit with this time. My it. wife got me this time. Uh, yes. So, so good. Um, but yeah, the, I thought the, the when the magic dudes take it from the brothel, I thought it was really, really fun. Loads, loads of fun.
2: But the, this is just like breakneck pace at this time. It is, time. isn't it? It yeah. is, yeah. It is. Uh, we go back to the restaurant, don't we? And um, that's when they're like, well, we have to go... We figure out Lopan's involved, so we have yeah. to go to the the, the you know the company what Lopan owns yeah. in yep. Chinatown. Jack leaves with the line. Does, he says it so
1: smarmy as well. Oh, yeah. If we're
2: not bagged by dawn, call the president. Uh, and then they leave.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> it says, uh, keep the home fires burning as well. How good is that line? How could you, how I don't you understand. say this screenplay it's...
2: is bad? I, I, we're half an hour in and we have had some amazing lines already. Oh, it's yeah. just like, in what world is this a bad screenplay? In what world? It's mental.
0: Well, not even just from the dialogue perspective. How much stuff have they got through in the first oh. half an
1: hour? I mean, are we, are we <laughs> 25 <laughs> minutes in by this point? <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, half an hour, and, but yeah. But like, you know, usually on the pod, I mean, we give out the odd shout out to a good line here and there. We've done it four or five times already in this one. Yeah, it's
0: brilliant. Yeah. It's
1: brilliant. And and you've got like... um. Uh, oh no, it's in a minute. But it's like when um, Wang says, um, "We're dead door nails." <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. No, there's a like uh, there's a bit. Uh, I think it was a, a, when
2: where uh, Wang talks about the gang and he, he calls so them hoodlums. Because nice. <laughs> the street it's is full
0: brilliant. of them nothing but hoodlums. God. Yeah, because at this stage we don't realize what a badass Wang actually it, is. We do
2: we? we haven't seen him fight don't. anyone yet. No. Oh, no. Wang is a total badass.
1: We don't realise that he's the sidekick. Uh, sorry, that Burton's he's his the sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> Burton's the moron. Yeah.
0: Well, we know Burton's a moron, but we kind of like him anyway.
1: Well, but there's a lot of, oh yeah, definitely. Because there's a lot of um, as you're saying, Sai, when they get to the um place where Lopan works, uh, place where sorry, Lopan owns and runs his business out of, they end up in that hell of the upside down place. Oh, hell of the upside down sinners. Oh, all those geezers upside down underwater, and I'm thinking that like, this yeah. is like it's it's Indiana oh, Jones yeah. this, but with a hero yeah, that is not taking himself very seriously at all.
2: Yeah, but they but but they they think they're very smart. Yeah, they, that's they it. They to bypass security and get in. Yeah, with, Pure their, with their bravado, and then but they get yeah. but they get captured. Eddie, who is the maitre d' of Wang's restaurant, yes, Gracie and Margot also get captured as well. So everyone who's trying to save they're all
1: all just captured at this point. (laughs) There's a lot happening. There's a lot going on. But I I have to be honest (laughs) I'm never confused. No. I'm never wondering like what's happening now? Who am I following now? I'm never confused. No. Absolutely not. And again Filmmaking script. I'll disagree slightly because um, I, I was confused, but I right. did not care
0: because I'm enjoy- I'm having yeah, so much yeah. fun anyway. Yeah. It's like you know what they're going over there and they're doing something or other. But at the end of the day, they're after a truck and they're after a girl. Like I can follow the plot, like like that's it. Yeah. I don't think it matters to be honest. You can get into all the mysticism if you want and like the yeah. backstory of all the things, Absolutely. but you know it's just fun. And I'm just like Jack Burton, like what the hell's going on now? Where are we going? Yeah. Like- <laughs> I love because as we
1: go from this yeah. point and the mysticism ramps up, his reactions are just the same as my reactions. Like, oh, what's this? Yeah. What is this now? <laughs> what's yeah, this yeah. for? What's going on now? That's why <laughs> he's
2: so good, isn't
1: it? Because it is. he
2: is an everyman. And he really like, is. Yeah, like he—he's just a—he's total fish out of water. And James, you said it before that he's. Just out of his depth and he just has no idea what's going on. <laughs> they all get captured and all the men get put in the little prison with um with thunder. Yeah. Yes. And then all the women get taken to like the little prison thing where all the the green eyed girls are being kept. Yeah. Yes. And Jack tries to be like the big tough guy. <laughs> <sighs> this is one of my favourite bits. And uh it's he brilliant. tries to get on with a knife that, you know, they they, they manage to, to escape out of it, but Thunder's you know he's a fucking badass he puffs himself
0: all up doesn't he like
2: (laughs) he chucks Jack into a wheelchair who rolls down his
0: (laughs) head so good it's one of our favourite bit
2: and he's just going like it's so good and he stops at the top of a well and you're like it's
0: (laughs) (laughs) we should say like if the listeners haven't seen this film you're gonna have to see it because this won't make any sense at all (laughs) (laughs)
1: But like but it's it's you're going along with all of this because of the oh, way yes, you're going with it's it. So and brutal. and then they have the gun swap. You know when they know they've got out uh, the gun swap is brilliant. Where they swap guns yeah. and it suddenly there's one, one geezer who's not I can't remember his character's name, but he's not Wang or Jack Burton. And he ends up Eddie. with the sm- Eddie, thank you. He ends up with the smallest gun having had the biggest one to begin with. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> because, because, because,
2: uh, because Jack and Ryan go like, they look at him and go, oh, trade, and then they trade, and then Jack looks at
1: his and
0: goes, no, no. <laughs> so... Yeah,
1: yeah. I, it's, well, I get, oh. Oh, it's so much fun, so much fun.
0: Yeah, um, it's great. So then Jack goes and breaks the girls out of the cage. Yeah, yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. he just starts firing indiscriminately at locks without telling anyone to back up at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing, like how many deaths might you have caused <laughs> I know the ricochets alone. <laughs> but...
2: <laughs> but there's a bit on the way to this where we just get exposed to how shit of a hero Jack is when... Um, they bump into a few members of the Wing Kong and he's trying to get his gun like, oh, sorted, yeah, yeah. but it has got the safety on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and in the meantime, Wang is just doing everything. Oh, like, he he's smashes just, like, it all
1: up. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah, brilliant.
2: He try- He finally gets rid of his safety and he shoots someone by accident. He's like, <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. Oh, oh. And then Eddie-, Eddie turns to him and goes like, first time
0: you plugged a guy? And he goes, no.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> no, of course not.
0: No, <laughs> I love how casual Eddie is. Like first time you've plugged a guy, like like it's the most normal thing <laughs> in the world to go around shooting people. You're like... a maitre d, Eddie.
1: What are you doing in your restaurants? <laughs> Give you a one star review on TripAdvisor. He goes <laughs> around and executes Icing them <laughs> This is the point where I realise that the effects, I'm loving the effects. The practicality yeah, of them, yeah, they're yeah. really good. When Lopan reveals his true purpose to uh, Kim Cattrall and his, like, the old man, because at that point he's an old man, isn't he? And his old man's swede glows and turns into, it, like, shape shifts but oh, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. It's frighteningly real. Covered in a liver spot. Yeah, it like it's a, absolutely it's... looks like a
0: scrotum, it's hilarious.
1: Uh. <laughs> We get um, we start getting some um, when Kim Kattrell's following them. We we get a hint of creature stuff, like proper creature stuff, don't we? Creature. Oh, yeah. well, oh now there's monsters. Yeah, as well. exactly. exactly. <laughs> I, I'd completely forgotten about all this, but I was absolutely delighted when this all happened. And doing it on set, and doing it in in person, and on camera in the moment is always so much better. Than anything else you're gonna have. Oh yeah, it's
0: great. Like she gets captured, doesn't she? Yeah. I, I think we're skipping bits now, but we've we've, right. <laughs> we've got a <to> crack on. <laughs> yeah, so Absolutely. they're making a run for it. Is this before or after the wedding? No, it's before the oh, wedding, it's before, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So this yeah, is, yeah.
2: This is the, the the hour point where yeah we're we're at the end of the second act now, where they yeah. all escape, but Gracie gets captured by this
0: big monster. Yeah. Things. Because just prior to this, I'm thinking, right, we must be done here now because we've got through so much stuff and loads of stuff. Yeah, so I yeah, can't, I, yeah. It was so long ago since I'd watched it, I couldn't remember. I was like, all oh, right, we're just wrapping up now. And then I checked it, it, was like, what, there's half an hour left yet? And I was
1: absolutely delighted. <laughs> I was like, how much, what else can
0: happen uh, between now and it. the how, end?
1: What can you give us now that's going to surpass what we've seen? And then you've got, you because you've got that thing, haven't we, that we've had a few times now on the pod, where you've got like a false conclusion because you think once they've got them out of there... That the movie's yeah. going to wrap up, but they haven't because Gracie is still stuck in there, mm. along with uh, with Wang's fiancee Yin, yeah. yeah, she's
0: captured by a big fucking yeti thing, like whose eyes are looking through the peepholes to begin <laughs> with, like the Gruffalo. Like <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> at,
2: at this point, happened. I I, I looked over the the runtime and it was spot on the hour when uh, Gracie gets taken by the big monster.
1: Oh yeah, and I'm just
2: thinking like, the, like again, Rob basically doing an imitation of you here no, no. that this first hour is the most energetic fast paced hour of filmmaking oh, i have yeah. ever seen ever <laughs> in a movie like i i am just like i i i rewatched it you know i've seen this fucking loads of times you watched it going this is mad we're only an hour in and so much has happened
1: but i mean <laughs> and then i mean So much is yet to come. You know, seriously. And it takes the bar and goes like right over. But you notice that expression there jump the shark. When does a movie or a TV show jump the shark and becomes totally disbelievable and you're not along with it? At no point in this movie is the shark jumped. Because I'm already in there, I'm already invested, um, and because well, maybe they jump the shark right from the beginning. <laughs> just well, that's like... the
0: thing they go they go for it, don't they? <laughs> yeah, so You've yeah. lost those people who can't go for it forty minutes ago, so they're may... if you're still with it at this stage. You're going to see it through to the end,
1: aren't you? Yeah, you know, like... yeah. That's right, because they they make this decision that they're going to go back down to go and break out the ladies from the wedding ceremony that they're human trafficked into, and. Uh, yeah. I love that, you know, um, Jack's constant surprise, fear, and confusion at what he's being faced with. I just sort of found it refreshing all the time, this, this like vulnerable bluster that he's got all the time, like, oh, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When in fact, he's bricking it every step of the <laughs> yeah, way. Absolutely. <laughs> they dive down into this, uh, down via the sewer again, and they end up on a big pile of fish. Not that Jack Burton wanted, wanted to end up there. Um, and he gets offered a fish. And um, he's says dead honestly later Later. (laughs) (laughs) i just it's so good he doesn't want to be offensive well, no, he doesn't. he doesn't for the first time in the film. No, he's not offensive at all in the film, actually. In fact, is he the most accepting of um, other cultures' action hero? There yeah, he is. yeah, fantastic. Oh, I yeah. think he is, we've yeah. no,
2: we've no he, do, he doesn't doubt anything. He, he never does, does he? No, he just
1: goes with it. Absolutely. And he says, like, when they talk about the mythology and mysticism, he says, I, I'm a man, I can take it. <laughs> he doesn't say you're just, you know, you're making it up. But he's like, he's properly, no, I'm ready. Give it, give me it, give me it. Give me it. And then they find that... Um, uh, well, they're trying to find where they're supposed to be going to get to the marriage chamber. And yep. they find that, like a cabinet that's got some like, and James, you're only laughing, but they're asking whether it's hollow and that's when he drops the F-bomb. <laughs> Genuinely my
0: favourite moment in the movie. It is. It is so cool. <laughs> it's so good. Cool. He goes, it's hollow? Oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he
0: slices it open. <laughs> Why is it there? What? (laughs) (laughs) They
1: they go through and they end up in this lovely little bar area where they all have a little. And this is another thing I love it. Have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of Dutch courage before you go into the marriage chamber. I love it. They all have a little bit, don't they? Because at this point, he's got Egg Shen and the Chang Sing, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah.
2: He's got a bit of a group together yeah. to save the two damsels in distress. Absolutely, this is an eighties movie. There, yeah, yeah. you know. Still, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, even even though uh, Kim Cattrall has not been a damsel in no, distress no, throughout she this hasn't film, at all. and she they had to they had to properly hog tie her to beast. stop her. You know, <laughs> stop her. Yeah, she did. She did. Uh, and um, also, that's <laughs> the sorry. I totally missed the moment where um, a guardian arrives and he looks like Crank from Ninja Turtles with a it's load of eyeballs. <laughs> it's superb.
0: It's, it's weird that this super. was in theatres at the same time as Labyrinth, isn't it? Because it becomes a bit of a Jim Henson sort of <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It nightmare does. workshop as well, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> uh, it goes from normal to like weird and then go,
1: this last half hour is just batshit mental. Yeah, It, it, it really is. Off its tits. But at no point does it go off the rails. Never goes off the no, rails because no, you've been like prepped so much to this. Um and th- so they have this medicine, then they go they have it, it's like a drink before battle, and they all have a big burp and they so funny. <laughs> go out. And I love the look of the marriage chamber, this neon and stone stuff. I think it's ace. I think it's really cool. So good. Yeah.
2: The whole procession is
1: amazing, isn't it? And it like, is, it is, it really, really is.
2: Those guys are in the lift on the way up to it, and they're all just like feel pretty good. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it's so good.
2: And these are the little
1: moments that you just don't get any of this anymore. And and again, like as soon as they get in there, I mean, you realise Wang is again. If you didn't know before, he is seriously useful in a fight. And yeah. it, and this oh stuff's this stuff's jacked him up. Like you know, he's on. Lance Armstrong materials here, and he's flying about all over the place, <laughs> taking on the the you know the rain, wind, and uh, whatever uh, thunder so, gods, so and doing all sorts. So I thought you were going to say <laughs> earth, <laughs> wind, and fire. Though. I was thinking about the.
2: They they wouldn't be out of place if they stood in, in their in their like silvery outfits. They would Um, not. They would would fit right. But but they all come out and uh, they they raid this wedding and this again. Jack Burton at his very best. He's got his little gun from before and he.
1: Oh, yeah. He fires some warning
2: shots, doesn't he? He fires some warning shots uh, to be like, you know, a bit of like bare in his chest sort of thing, but inadvertently shoots some uh, like stone out of the ceiling, which knock him out. (laughs) (laughs) While Wang Chi and the Changxin raid this wedding, and Jack Burt is laid out on the floor because he shot some.
1: Rockstar. He, he, he misses. He misses the first half of the fight. Can cost Thanks to himself. Yeah. How annoyed <laughs> no, he, do you think
0: the studio execs were when they saw that? Like, oh, I know, I know. The star of the movie's like unconscious from most of the like, oh, climactic. I know. Well. I know. I know, it I, know I know.
1: Brilliant. I'll, absolutely. Oh, it's so good. Uh, and then um, you know, just as Krang reappears, um, <laughs> he gets stabbed in the head. <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't uh, believe I Simon thought this that- was a PG.
1: I know, Crank oh, gets weird. a massive katana between the oh. eyes. There's uh... no
0: blood though. There's
2: no blood. <laughs> no, Twilight no rises dude. was a twelve A. There's no blood. of oh, people got oh. shot
1: and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know the fight goes on. It, it's super. I, I thought the fight choreography was brilliant throughout. It's really head,
0: good. So. Yeah, I was impressed because I yeah. expected that to be like the most dated outside outside yeah. the effects and things yeah. like that which it, but it's like oh is this not going to cut together correctly and is it going to be like a bit shonky but no. no it's really well shot nice long takes as well like it's not cutting yeah. all over the place it's uh um it's really good the choreography
1: yeah yeah really there's, there's
2: two really good fights at this point so you've got Wang Chi's sword fight with Rain yeah, yeah. which is like for me like I mean, you can't oh, see me doing a chef's kiss, but well, no, no, it, it, uh, especially sorry. Sir, the,
1: the back projection as they're flying through the air, sword fighting is amazing. Yeah, it's so nice,
2: and the eyebrows as well. When, uh, when, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we need to we need to give a name check to the actor Dennis Dun plays Wang Chi. Yeah, he's yeah. great. He's really wasn't, good. Wasn't wasn't the first choice either, because um, oh. Jackie Chan was the first choice. Yes, right, of, of course. Yeah, before. yeah. Sorry. Uh, but he, I, he's fucking great in this, and uh, yeah, he, he's he does the uh, the old eyebrows to to Ray. He's like, uh, I'm,
1: I'm as good as you are, mate. Don't worry oh, about it. Oh, it's <laughs> so good. I mean, like it's it, it's like a hint of James Bond. You know what I mean? Oh, he's like great. when he, he's so good. He's so good. He's. So... What's the other fight? Refresh my memory, sir. So. You said there were two fights, two main fights.
2: No, the other fight was uh, was when. Lopan and uh, Egg Shen have their sorcery fight. Oh, yeah. And they have their little crystals. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, you can't see this, listeners, but uh, Lopan does the old, like, he he gets his little fingers together and then he twists his thumbs and he's like... (laughs) (laughs) Egg Shen's got a little crystal. And then in the midst of these two lights hitting each other, you've got these two Chinese warriors having a big sword fight. In silhouette, yeah, it's
0: amazing. In
2: silhouette, and it's amazing. Because it's these two old guys who obviously can't do that, but they'll just do it in this sort of, sort of, in this form of uh, illusion. And, oh, God, it's, it's brilliant. But even, like, I, I
1: was trying to look at the background all the way through this, you know, while this was going on. I mean, it's mayhem. It's like perfectly orchestrated mayhem absolutely everywhere. It's so much fun, this. Yeah, and it brilliant. seems like the perfect, like, way to wrap up what we've seen before. And then they, they end up, um, I mean, oh, the statue blows up and they end up going... <laughs> Going downstairs and and then it's it comes up to actually Jack gets his hero moment, doesn't he?
2: Well yeah, because um uh, egg shen lets the procession happen, doesn't he? So yeah, he, yeah, he's like he becomes mortal then so we, yeah. we can then kill him. So he marries what's she called, Yao Min. Oh, I forget all these names. Miao Yin. At least you know
0: them, Simon. Miao I haven't got a clue what anybody's called <laughs> outside
2: of Jack Burton. <laughs> Wang. He marries Miao Yin and uh I don't think he gets to Gracie Lord, does he? But he marries Miami and he becomes physical. So Eggshan's like, great, he's, he's now physical, we can kill him. Yeah. Wang kills Rain, he explodes into the big neon guy with six arms. And then they, they, yeah, they head downstairs and they see Lopan and he's now physical. Yeah. He's still seven foot tall
1: dude. Could you? I'm so sorry to interrupt. Can I just add, by this point, Kim Cottrell and um, Jack Burton have snogged. I absolutely just love an action hero. I mean the the, the the archetypal action here are things they always get the girl, but you never see him with lipstick all over the face when they're taking on the big bad guy.
2: <laughs> it's amazing because he, he he saves her before the marriage can be ceremony can be. Yes, complete, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she snaps out of a little hypnotism thing. And then he he's like enamoured with her. And I I got it was because of the drink he'd had. Yeah. And she's enamoured with him because of the whole thing she's been doing. And uh, they end up snogging
1: in this lift. Oh, yeah. It's so good.
2: Which means Burton comes out with
3: lipstick on his
1: face. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's
3: brilliant.
0: <laughs> and he oh. has to wipe it off. Or does someone wipe it off for him? I can't remember. She wipes it
2: off for him at the end. But, uh, so, yeah, uh, he sees Lopan. He tries to lob a knife at his head. And then um, Lopan catches it. And you're like, oh, fuck. Oh no, he misses it, doesn't he? Yeah, He yeah. misses him. Yeah, because he's so used to He misses <laughs> him, he gets the goat because he's yeah. shit. And then uh, Lopan goes, uh, oh, nice knife, Mr. Burton. And he goes, oh, nice knife. Goodbye, Mr. Burton. And then chucks it back at him. And then for some reason, it's all in the reflexes. We've yeah, been told yeah this it's to. been yeah. set up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catches the knife. Chucks it back at his head, straight to the forehead. Lopan's dead. You're like, poof. Ah. That's his hero moment. That is his is. hero moment. Yeah, it's
1: great. Moment. He's got it. Yeah, it's fantastic. And We've we should shout out
0: James Hong, who plays David Lopan. He's really, really oh, good. we definitely should. We definitely yeah. oh, should. Oh, it's so good. Uh,
1: can we also get a little moment for the uh, the effects when, because is it before or after this, I'm getting mixed up, where the dude inflates and blows up? We just talked this about is after. This is after. This yeah. is after, yeah. This is after. Because I thought the effects were
2: unbelievable.
1: <laughs> when he, yeah.
2: He, so, Thunder is like, you know, you get he's sort of the first hand of, um, he's the right hand man of Lopan, Yeah, yeah. And he comes in to try and save him and he sees he's dead. And then that sort of triggers him. He's like, he's got nothing to live for anymore. So he decides to inflate himself. <laughs> it's,
0: That's it's, inflate, it's more... not fillate the <laughs> listener. <laughs> Although you wouldn't put it past this movie, to be
1: honest, if yeah. else has happened. <laughs> 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 oh dear. This, this um, I I this effect is just brilliant. It's totally brilliant. It's a balloon in human form.
2: All in the editing as well. All in the yeah. editing. So we yeah. go from him just being angry and going, doing his heavy breathing. And yeah, it cuts away, and then it cuts back, and he gets a bit big. Cuts away, cuts yeah. to his feet, which are now balloons inflating.
1: Yeah, yeah, ripping back, out of the shoes. His head. And his head is just humongous, and his eyes are bulging. <laughs> <and he goes, laughs> yeah, the steam comes out of his nostrils, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> oh, it's again. Like, why don't movies do this anymore? No, you know, you'd never get this. this made now, would you? Absolutely never no go, chance. Although they are
0: watch. talking about a sequel with The Rock, which it's been for a while, I've got you? real rock
1: fatigue now. Just leave it alone. Like. Yeah, yeah. Even if you did work with um, <laughs> Gerald Okamura
2: yeah yeah good for him
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's not going to happen this i don't know it
0: no. it's not but it will get remade at some point though like they've done most of the other carpenters they're going to get around to this one at some point i hope not But
2: it's a shame because like i think this is dated so well yeah it has yeah. It, it it still looks amazing and still yeah sounds amazing the I don't think anything dates it in terms of the, the themes of it. Like there's no, no, no sexism, there's no yeah. racism, there's no, there's nothing out of place.
1: No, not at all.
2: It can ju- you can just watch it now. I, yeah, Like
1: we did. I, I think as well the same thing could be said for Gremlins as well because that as well, I, d- I don't want them to go near that because no. I still think it's like, it's just lovely. It's just perfect. Yeah, don't go near yeah. it. Don't go near it. You don't need to go near it. Yeah. Don't go near it.
2: If you're going to have to remake a film, you should have appreciated it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah why don't we just re-release it and see if it gets more... Yeah, exactly. ...bums exactly. on seats, you know, don't re- don't remake it, don't waste all that money, yeah. just re-release it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to watch this at the, um, I've mentioned it on this pod before, the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square. Mm. Oh, yeah. oh, is that
1: where you saw it? Oh, yeet.
2: Yeah, I, I went to watch it recently at a screening there and, it was sold out and you just like Yeah, you know, you don't need to make a new film. No,
1: you don't just at put all. Put this one back on. Yeah, no, yeah.
2: Put it back in front of people's faces. Yeah. It it's still relevant. It's not offensive. It's not dated in that sense. Yeah. Which is the I think that's the biggest concern, isn't it, really, about old films, is that yeah. maybe things are a bit racist, things are a bit sexist, things are a bit misogynistic. Yeah. But I don't think this is because it's very much taking the piss out of the yeah. white man.
0: Yeah, and it's tongue in cheek and uh, yeah.
2: The white man in this film is the butt of all the jokes. Exactly. Yeah. As much as and that's why Kurt Russell plays it off so well. He's, yeah. He knows what it is.
1: Absolutely. And he knows
2: it's a satire it's a satire on your John Waynes and your, you know, your your your, your leading men. Yeah. And he just pulls it off. It's oh, just, it's just completely, brilliant. completely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, can I can I just direct us towards the ending because it ends I thought in a really um, nice way because the um, th- uh, there's a, a, a sort of a selection of couples at the centre of this yeah and they all get to have like a nice dinner together you know Lovely. apart from Jack and Gracie Law
0: yeah and Eggs uh, Egg Chen he leaves as well because he feels oh yeah the he does yeah seventh wheel or whatever he is
1: <laughs> <laughs> he does um, I I love the fact that he didn't kiss her yeah. Margot says, are you going to kiss her? And he, and she says, no. uh, he says, nope.
2: <laughs> I love but, that. But, but the, like, it's the whole like, you know, she's not a damsel in distress. Like, no. she's not, she's smarter than he is. Yeah. yeah. She's also glad that he doesn't kiss her as well. She's like, you know, you're not this normal machismo guy. Yeah. Who you say. And I get, it's, it is like, in many ways it is ahead of its time. I think yeah, it's really
0: ahead of its time as, in loads of the Because it sounds Yeah. No, it's, it's not really ridiculous. ahead
2: of its time. In that they they're not portraying the women as weak. Purely no. weak uh love interest. Yeah. Okay, granted, she is a love interest, but,
1: but she's so much more than that though. Yeah.
2: But she is more than that. And uh Margot is exposition. Ultimately, usually becomes a love interest with Eddie, but Eddie's also there for exposition. Yeah, I Eddie's, Eddie's. I mean, thinking. Eddie and Margot. There's <laughs>
1: expositional characters in this movie. I mean, seriously, you, you could, for all they're worth, you could take Eddie and Margot out and give uh, viewers a pamphlet on the way into the cinema with a few pointers. <laughs> that's, seriously, that's all the real character stuff you get from that. Outrageous. Poor Eddie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it is at every time, you know, he says, like, no, I'm not that sort of person who just, you know, I'm." It is to fuel his own ego that he doesn't want to like yeah. <laughs> just leave her hanging, but that's all to the character, isn't it? It that's is. All I, to the I, I, but I will the always,
1: curtain. I love the way he said no. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> wandered off. Nope. <laughs> uh, and then you get the ending reveal where he's back on the CBS radio. He's giving it the big guns. Um, he shouts out to the three gods, doesn't he, as he's going along? Um, and uh, you like when the thunder's rolling and the rain is falling, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then you get the beautiful, like, Jim Henson thing pops yeah. out of the middle of his truck. Yeah, the Yeti it. gets
0: out the back of the truck. He's like. Yes, and then, oh, it's like, oh, come on, there's going to be a sequel. And then, no, because it tanked at the box office and we've got to wait yeah. like 30, 40 years and, <laughs> and the Rock's going to do one and, oh, oh no, nobody wants no, to see no, that. Like.
3: No. Make
2: and apparently, it, it will be
0: a sequel rather than a reboot.
1: Oh, God.
2: I just feel starved of, like, I feel the writers and John Carpenter has made this amazing character. Yeah. And it's such a shame that it didn't catch on at the time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he could have gone on so many
1: adventures. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. this bumbling idiot. He could have gone through all sorts of amazing mythologies as well. You know, he, he oh. could have just... Didn't necessarily have to repeat the Chinese mythology thing. He could have gone all over the place doing Exactly, yeah. yeah. <sighs> uh, and then and then we're faced, of course, with a brilliant song over the credits, which I believe... Um, sorry, I, I always love it when you can hear... You know, when the name of the title of the song... yeah is sang in the lyrics, it's like, check, got it, there we go, you know, like that kind of thing. And then this, is <laughs> big trouble, little China. And you're like, bingo, we got you. And that's John Carpenter's band, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's what he does these days, John Carpenter, is he's, he's on tour with his band all the time. That's why he's not making movies anymore.
2: His music throughout this film is
0: top
1: notch. It really it's is. Just, it's really good. It really, so really, good. really, really is. Uh, can I get a favourite bit from you boys, then? Well, I've already
0: shouted mine out, which is the hollow, and then he realizes <laughs> yeah, that the wall yeah, is hollow. Yeah. And fuck it! And a worthy, it a
1: worthy victor,
0: uh, and also the uh, reversing backwards in the wheelchair and nearly falling in a well, but is quite cool <laughs> as
1: well. Yeah, good scenes, really good scenes.
2: I mean, obviously the whole ninety-minute runtime. <laughs> but uh, if I had to pick one, uh, is when after the first hour when the First, break out everyone from the little prisons, and they all get out and they're about to leave. And, and Jack's about to open a big door, and he's going, Right, what we're going to do is we're going to run out. I'm going to open the door, we're going to run out, just run past the security, we'll be fine. And then he opens the door, and the whole Wing Conga stood there waiting for him. And then he shuts the door and goes, we might be trapped, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that encapsulates the character all in one go, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, and then, uh, then also, like after that, like like Wang beats the shit out of all of them while Jack's trying to dick around with his knife in his little boot, and he's trying to get it out. That's... And he comes out. He comes out at the end. and goes ah, and they're all just beaten because Wang's just killed them all. Like oh, yeah. uh, but to to follow Super. that on
1: with with um. My favourite bit is exactly that moment um, when Wang takes everybody out and Jack <laughs> jumps around the corner ready to, to, to take on the bad guys at the end. This is after, you know, like, whenever I see, you know, in a film like this and you see the lovely... Eastern-looking artifacts around. I always think of how priceless they must be. A lot of Ming vases got damaged during this sequence. <laughs> a lot of pricelessness is well, a lot of yeah, it's all gone. But I thought like this when he comes around the corner and shouts, "Ha!" Ready to take on the bad guys, and, and you know Wang's already done it. Yeah. <laughs> he dispatched it. and that's just it's self-deprecating in a way that so many stars wouldn't go near. So big props to Kurt Russell for going going this yeah. and giving it what it needed this uh, this well so for your reconsideration what we say oh for me
0: absolutely i mean for me the mythology i could take it or leave it it doesn't really matter because i'm having so much fun watching the movie anyway for me it's kurt russell uh, on winning form indulging in and sending up his tough guy persona uh, carpenters score thrums with urgency and the script zips along at breakneck pace there's kung fu magic and monsters to be found it shouldn't work but oddly it does Uh, It's the
1: quintessential cult movie. It is. Awesome, awesome. Cy, can I leave you with the last word because it was your pick? Um, Thanks, man. Um, Yeah, absolutely. If you've never seen this, buckle up because it is going to give you a bit of a ride. Uh, It's superb, absolutely superb. It hits all the right buttons that you would want out of a movie of this type. The nostalgia buttons are played like a grand piano. The effects are great. Kurt Russell is sensational in the lead role as Jack Burton. Sean Carpenter as director is on brilliant fun, but there is not a bad out of step, out of key moment from anyone in the cast or crew. This is just a great, great fun movie. And I urge anyone out there, if you've not seen it, this is just so much fun. uh, Get your eyes on it right now.
2: Oh, yes. I'm so glad you boys like it. For me, obviously, absolutely for your reconsideration. I would recommend you all buy this film in every available format and watch it at least twice a year. <laughs> 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 it's John Carpenter right? it's most playful, without a doubt. Kurt Russell has never been better, in my opinion, playing the big-mouthed American who's actually quite useless, and he just does it to absolute perfection. If you can't tell already, I love this movie so much. Um, it's quite easily the film I've seen more than any other film I've ever seen. And I'll continue to watch it whenever I need cheering up. Uh, It's fabulous. It's aged so well and it's got practical effects that do look a bit dated, but they only add to its charm. And that's why I love this film so much. For me, it really is up there with Indiana Jones as a near flawless family adventure flick. Um, I just absolutely love it. And I will defend this
0: film uh, to the hilt. Lovely. And you don't have to defend it here, sight. We're all on the same page.
1: Well, that is a unanimous referral to go to your nearest uh, cinema outlet or movie outlet and get your hands on Big Trouble in Little China. That be all. Catch us on Twitter at FilmPod. Can and emails to ReconsiderPod at gmail.com. And on Tether, those five-star reviews so that they can drift merrily into our waters. Big thanks to our parent overseers at Flickering Myth Podcast Network. And say goodbye, boys. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tati, bye.